Sorry for the delay. We just got a little bit late start today. No, uh, 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 well, what am I apologizing for? Come on, seriously. This is our show, and we're just goofing off. We're stoners. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the show. Probably going to have to mute myself for just a second because there's like a little echo. So, hold on one second. There we go. I could, uh, blah, blah, blah. Echo, echo, echo. Uh, ladies and germs, uh, I don't know where D is, so hopefully he's doing okay. Uh, uh, I think he did have something to do with his uh, kitty cat, so hopefully everything is fine on his end. But in the meantime, uh, uh, we'll just start the show here because we're running a little bit late. And I don't want Northstar to get buried in the rain. Apparently he's getting pounded with rain. Isn't that well, uh, hilarious? Not too bad yet. but Not too bad? It's a <laughs> but you said 11 inches of rain or something? It was 8 inches last week? Well, kind of they're getting things. like an inch today, and, and yeah, they're calling starting Saturday, mainly Sunday, Monday, just torrential. I mean, that's kind of silly. <laughs> an inch of rain is like a pretty big rain for Oregon, so I can only imagine what you guys are dealing with, honestly. <laughs> like you were saying before the show, it's either fires or freaking rains or something yeah, else. I never get like a, just a normal <laughs> half inch rain every other week kind that's of right, thing. That's and right. You know, it's it's a foot of rain, and then we have no rain for eight months straight. That's it. It's going to be a deluge, <laughs> and then you have no water for the rest of the year. It's like the fist of an angry god or something. Welcome, folks, in the chat. Cheers, uh, uh, everybody in the chat so far. I think uh, Christophe is first in the chat, my friend. Welcome, Christophe. Uh, bonjour. Uh, how do you say first in French? Uh, premier. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Smoke Sense is right behind him, too. Smoke Sense. Uh, say it again, North Star. Un. Un. Is the... Uh, uh, fuck. Ami numero un. Uh, Smoke Sense is in the house. Uh, Southern Vermont Vintage, of course. Zesty Air is hanging with us as always. Uh, Garden Grows, good to see you as well. He says, Cheers, Fumi. Cheers, North Star. Uh, folks, if you are uh, unfamiliar with North Star, we'll let him uh, roll his joint here in a second. But he's been on the show before. Pretty sure I didn't have to take that show private. I think it was on this channel and not the other channel. Unfortunately, I had to take a lot of stuff on the big channel private. So we'll see. Hopefully, maybe I can uh, fix that for some people in the future hopefully the bigger channel is coming back in the near future please do remember ladies and germs to uh, uh, subscribe to my other channels uh, I don't have Dia on here right now so I can't show you the links but uh, Fumes of Gold uh, and Dank Culture Collective as of course uh, uh, you know the main channel uh, Fume, uh, Fume and the Flavors sorry I almost forgot my own freaking channel uh, of course ladies and gentlemen it's not due to narcissism that I have all these goddamn channels uh, it's basically due to spreading the risk of all the trolls and stuff around so this is the way that we have to do it essentially to stay online these days so please uh, folks if you enjoy this content if you enjoy these uh, interviews and these conversations please do subscribe to not only this channel if you're not subscribed but please do subscribe to Fumador and the Flavors that's the main channel hopefully coming back very soon uh, Fumes of Gold and Dank Culture Collective please ladies and gentlemen uh, welcome everyone else like I said in the chat Midwest Outlaw uh, Firefly UK is in the house St. Pete Runners hanging uh, what's up gentlemen uh, everyone in the chat. And by the way, uh, folks, anyone who has uh, questions for our guest, uh, please do send them at me, uh, especially since for some reason uh, Dee's not here. Please let me know. Oh, I'll post the link here. Uh, uh, apparently already freeze it. See, that's what happens when you don't have Dee in here. Uh, 
tag me, ladies and gentlemen, with the uh, questions for Northstar, uh, because otherwise, oh, I'm in the wrong account, so I'm going to have to switch accounts here. Uh, tag me, ladies and gentlemen, because otherwise I may miss your comment flat out, because I'm just obviously, as you can see, juggling a few things. So uh, please just tag me, and if I don't see your question, ask again, don't be shy. Uh, if someone else in the chat sees the question and basically says, oh, Fumidor didn't see that, or thinks, you know, Fumidor didn't see that, feel free to uh, tell me ladies and gentlemen, because uh, as you can see, nobody else is on the chat right now. Uh, guest rules apply if I can finally get this shit uh, pasted and everything else. Guest rules apply if you guys have been on the panel before. You're absolutely welcome on the panel. If you have not been on the panel before and you would like to chat with Northstar, if you'd like, like to ask him a question <laughs> or uh, show off some Northstar genetics that you've grown, there's a high chance that someone in the audience is growing some of his uh, genetics. A lot of us are fans of the same breeders. So folks, if you guys would like to show him uh, uh, some of your Northstar uh, uh, Star genetics feel free to ask in the chat politely and i will be willing to bet that the answer is yes because of course i'm the guy that will give you the answer uh but just ask nicely honestly we don't want random people hopping on here uh so that way we know who is uh, joining the conversation so but again feel free uh let me pin this link so that i don't uh, actually lose it here pin message there we go ladies and gentlemen uh, the password is here comes d right now uh, the password is 420 420 if it doesn't auto complete uh, it's always 420 420 for these channels uh north star we'll just say hello to d really quick and then we'll get into the meat of the interview it's uh, uh, gonna be fun to have uh, basically a part two i don't know how much has changed in your life how much has changed in cannabis and so on here we are all waiting for d to show up <laughs> of course funny enough that we're the only people who can see his uh, camera coming up but in a second here it's gonna be like oh my god d is gonna be here Hold on. There he is. What's going on, D? Ah, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> what's the good word, buddy? Doing all right? Yeah, man. All right. Hello, right Hello chat. Sweet. Cheers, Hello. buddy. Good to see you. Let me make you co-host so that you can help with anybody else who hops on here. And uh, what was, you know what? I actually have my questions on my freaking phone now that I think about it. Uh, who's texting me what? They're texting me some random things. Uh, what what did I say? Uh, well, honestly, first of all, uh, for people who don't know you, uh, that's probably the best thing to say. Uh, Northstar Genetics, Joel. Uh, 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 some people used to call you uh, Chef Joel. Uh, genetic Supply, of course. You have your own very substantial seed bank at this point with a bunch of breeders on it. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for anybody who does not know you or uh, refresh people's memory if they're, if they're unfamiliar. Well, um... My name's Joel. I've been uh, smoking pot since I've been in sixth grade. So back into the uh, early 90s. Well, shit, late 80s, I guess, <laughs> actually. Um, started doing a little home breeding a little over 20 years ago, about 23 years ago in New Jersey. Um, just making stuff for myself because the inconsistency of seed stock that I had to get from overseas and Canada, everywhere else, just, you know, you find something good, you kind of want to be able to go back to it and just, it was very consistent back then finding quality seeds all the time. So you couldn't just start from seed whatever you wanted. It seemed like uh, you get some total bullshit and the next time you get something else and it was pretty good. So I decided to start saving a few of my favorite stuff and cross them together so I could ensure that I at least had something good to start with. And then um, just under 20 years ago, I moved out here to California and just amplified everything I was doing, just hmm. kicked up the size of everything, making more, and just having requests. People wanted the seed stock I had, so I was I made, started making it available to all the dispensaries and then started doing shows and everything. Hmm. Um, 
really went from there. I'm trying to think back to, um, let's see, 2006, I was at Amsterdam Cannabis Cup. We had a, uh, a company that sold filters for glass pipes I, I had invented. And we were selling them there. And that's where I ran into Subcool for the first time talking to him. He ride the bus with him back to the hotel and everything. And um, I mean, met a lot of cool people, Don and Aaron and Soma and all the guys chatted with all them bullshit. And, and then um, when I got back to, to the States, literally felt my wife was pregnant. Within eight months, we moved to California from New Jersey. I think it was like nine or ten months. Anyway, shortly after that, I got a call from Sub, drove up to his house in Silverton. I started selling this, started, I came back here, I started actually being a rep for, for TGA, selling the seeds to dispensaries in California, launching them all through here. And um, same time, I was still working on my own line, doing stuff. Kind of expanded from there. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I could... Had a little issue with our lawyers doing shows with TGA because they were under our LLC brand and stuff and everything. And, you know, basically we got scared out of doing shows for TGA for a couple of years. We were mm. told that we were going to be uh, under federal conspiracy charges for wow. bringing stuff out of state into California. All kind of, so we got kind oh, of so kind of back away from that. Just focused on my own stuff. I can imagine. And then um, I guess it was about... Three or four years after that, this is around 2013, 2014, Sub moved to California. Hmm. And I was like, hey, buddy. <laughs> my, uh, my, other, my other friend of his, Joel, was docs, had you know, bred a lot of the strains. They were having a problem. So he couldn't get seeds from him. He's like, do you still have all this, this, the stock I had given you? I'm like, yeah, I still have all the mom that I got you from back then and using them for all kinds of stuff. So start off like you still have the cheese i'm like well i've had cheese forever yeah sure he want start making cheesequake for him and stuff that he just couldn't get anymore so i started restocking his lines with things and then um made a bunch of new stuff for him making my own stuff it came to a point i guess it was around 2016 2017 i was doing so much seed production my greenhouse i didn't actually barely grow anything to smoke it was like the greenhouse was all for seed production, pretty much. And I, I get lucky to run one or two greenhouses a year, and it would be one of several different plants. I have like 35 different plants only just for like a tester run to see how everything does outside because I was literally out of room. I didn't have chances to run greenhouses for smoke anymore. I used to supply a lot of some shops with some stuff too. And really, the seed production was so vigorous that it was all being used for that. So I kind of veered off just doing seeds for a bit. And then we get back into around 2018. Um, laws change. Basically, my county says you don't, you're, not, you're not allowed to grow anymore. Can't do anything. So we, we didn't we didn't have any flour or anything. The mm. shop we stopped selling seeds to the shops. Mm. Um, there was a whole fire. Some lost his house. All kinds of crazy shit going on. Then uh, he goes to Arizona. I started making more of his more of his classic lines. I actually didn't make much of the classic line before, like the Vortex and Jillian, things like that. I wasn't, I didn't make production for him. I had some backup seeds for him because he did run low sometimes. I had to supply him extra virus seeds here or there, but mainly it was seed stock that I had for backup. So I actually had to do a production run for him to get, keep him with seed stock that was low that he lost moms to. 
and then all the shit went to hell in Arizona with a bunch of rats. Basically, I think they pretty much fucking killed in my opinion. But um, you know, that brings us up to more of the present now, where I'm actually all the seed stock that I've had from it, I retired off the Genetic Supply website because it's all older than five years now. And as part of my practice, I don't have seed stock just out there available as five years old. Yeah, certain stuff depending on the strain is you get germination issues. Some strains, you know, stay really they germinate really well for five, ten years, no problem. Some stuff five years starts getting lacked off. Like some of the purple, more indica stuff seems to be a little more finicky as it gets older. Hmm. Not always, but some stuff does. So, just for my peace of mind, I just take it off the menu so I don't have to deal with selling old stock and replace old stocks. Hmm. And as I'm shipping out three or four orders for one pack of something that's just right. old. So it saves a lot of hassle. And then the people aren't pissed that they're wasting time planting seeds. So, right. so now it's, you know, back to more to present day where I'm actually taking some of my older lines that I had made back in 2011, 2012, hmm. and I'm reworking some of them. Um, I'm actually playing some of the classic TGA stuff and a few of the newer things I made for him and playing with some of that, mixing things together, having a good time right now. That's honestly the most important thing, isn't it? Just to honestly en- enjoy yourself, right? Like if you if you don't, you yeah. eventually burn out, basically, right? If you're just essentially doing it for well, a paycheck or something, you you would eventually burn out, essentially. Happiness is the key of life. In 2016, 2018, or so, when I was basically full production, <laughs> making this, making fucking seeds, selling seeds, and I wasn't barely growing much at all. I wasn't seeing the variety. I wasn't planting anything from seed for the most part because I didn't have the uh, the space to do so. It, it gets very boring. It turns into a job, and it's not as much fun. Mm. So while you might make more money selling loads of seeds for selling seeds 3,000, 4,000 at a time all, all day long, it's great, but it, it's it's soulless. It, does, it is it is boring. I don't know. I, I started losing a luster for it. I'm like, ah, just shucking seeds, whatever. But then now is, you know, I'm basically back just working for myself, doing my own thing have more space to, to grow more of my own. What I want to now, I'm starting more seeds and I'm getting to explore more of the, more of the offshoots that I haven't had a chance to really delve into yet. And um, it's, it's bringing it all back. It's so much more fun. Just grabbing some, you know, right now I got the uh, Panama Buenuelos cross, Super Panama. It's, it's, it's got a mix of all kinds of shit. And right now the Panama seems to be dominating. So since I get to explore, you know, Plants I haven't grown in a while and see how strong they come through. And what's the high like on the Panama? It's like just I don't know. Panama, it's it's really uh, just such a long flower, and I mean it's like sixteen weeks usually most most cases. Um, real clean. You don't really feel like you got stoned at all. It's up and head. Just, just everything just seems more. I don't know, light, elevated. You're like you can mm-hmm. think is with it. It's it's the kind of smoke that you can smoke a drink. Like, oh, I feel great, bud, and mm-hmm. you can smoke two more joints and get even more buzzed out to where it's getting getting like psychedelic but you don't get tired like i'm gonna pass out and feel like shit you don't get any you don't get stoned you just get high Hmm. and i assume the buñuelo is is, um, uh like cakey kind of cinnamon shorter shorter flowering or no the buñuelo is short flowering. that's actually the form cookies cross the chalumbian and the chalumbians are fairly dominant male plant when i use that in that line this is from a line i I made in 2016 i want to say um the, the, the cookies basically bulked up some flour, made it made it bulkier, 
definitely get a little more of the body feel. It's not straight sativa feel. It's more of a hybrid feel. Uh, it, it, to me, it's very much like a super silver haze. It, it, it's uplifting. It makes you feel good. If you do decide to, you know, after you take a, a bonger for two, at first it hits you heavy. Like, whoop, you sit, you don't move anywhere for like five minutes and it kind of clears out and you can get your, get your day going. At the same time, if you go back and you smoke three more freaking bong loads in the day, you might even go to the couch for a half hour, just totally daze the fuck out until you get your wits about so you can hmm. figure out what you want to do. Hmm. It's, it's, it's quite strong, but it's, it doesn't, um, it's not the kind of thing to where when it hits you, you're, you're, you're done for the day, you're on the couch. It, you can definitely function on it. Uh, I think a cup of coffee helps a lot, hmm. frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. I have uh, one so, of your Harvest Moon Hazes in flower right now, so I hope to see that pretty soon. It's got incredible uh, narrow leaves and everything, so I'm really excited about I that one. I got some right here. Let me see. Do you? It's actually uh, right here, Tester Buds. I haven't, even, I haven't even tried any yet. The, the plant has a wonderful stem rub and everything. It's really delightful. It's not a huge plant, but it's got this just incredible narrow leaf. You can tell no, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's probably going to be long flowering, I imagine, but it's definitely kind of a hazy plant or something. It's super, super loud, like yes, citrusy that's, that's loud. The, that's the uh, Blood Moon cross with Colombian. And then the Blood Moon is, is the um, my moon shadow cross with Colombian. So it's like a Colombian back cross within the nice. line. And the Moonshadow is the old Mendo haze cross with purple mayhem. So it's like okay. a purple haze. Uh, Chlumbian itself is the UK skunk cross with Santa Marta Colombian gold. So skunk times Colombian is like silver haze. So it's like uh, a purple haze times silver haze. Okay. And we're taking it back to the silver haze again. Awesome. So it gets a nice, all sativa edge for the most part, but just yeah. enough of the uh, the hybrid mix into it to, to give it a, a decent yield and still. Uh. Um, not take 14, 15 weeks, get them, right. get them in about 12 weeks, probably. Huh. And I, I think the, uh, the mix makes a richer flavor. That's cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to growing more of your stuff honestly we were talking about this yesterday on the, the show because we have a, a, a Tuesday evening show about how arguably you probably have the bulk of TGA's lineup basically I mean we don't have to get into a fight or anything else but long story short you're one of the biggest right. voices behind TGA most of the stuff that I ever grew from sub came from you uh, if it didn't come from you it came from you in one way or another either the parents came from you or something else so it's kind of amusing that, that and you know what I was going to say something else. Maybe this is kind of a two-part question. You mentioned Silverton, and I was thinking to myself, fuck, that's right. He lived in Silverton. Like, it is such a small <laughs> town. Like, you, if you drive through it, like, you you blink and it's gone, right? Yeah. It's a very small place. <laughs> I think it was a logging town. It's been a few years since I passed through Silverton, honestly. I think it's a nice town and everything. It's not a show oh, or quaint. something. I like it. But uh, it's not a gigantic <laughs> place. It's so unassuming, basically. And so you'd think to yourself, like, yeah, TGA Seeds, that was like a pretty big voice in cannabis, right? Like, it, it, you know, whatever, if you like them or don't like them, doesn't really matter. They were a huge voice in cannabis, uh, arguably to this day. A lot of people, st you still see a dispensary. You still see a bunch of different oh strains from, from Chernobyl when, when and everything else. I started selling this seeds in dispensaries in there, it was basically, I'm sitting in the waiting in the room, me sitting next to Swerve. Hmm. We're the only two brands in all of California for the most part. Uh, <laughs> it was like Cali Connection with TJ. We were off and funny. he started getting other stuff that were popping up. But I mean, at first, there really wasn't much out there. All you had was clones, and who knows what half the clones were. I mean, I had friends that brought them clones, and they were like half the shit hermed out because the person 
growing the clone mom never fucking flowered at once. Just right. it was, oh, it's a vigorous, great plant. It's its own clones of it. It's in like, fairness, you hear that today. <laughs> there was a very controversial. We don't have to get into necessarily his controversy, but there was a, a is a very controversial breeder in Oklahoma who got into the news recently on Instagram for some other stuff. But uh, he's been selling super expensive cuts that uh, people have been complaining about herming and this and that and the other thing. Like it seems like what is old is new again. I was going to joke with you about how you were growing the old school genetics, but honestly, even the scumbaggery, it's it, what is old is new again, right? Like you see the same stuff probably today as you did back then. Yeah. I mean, and people that are, you know, shit, people that are really interested in cannabis, no longer I think, I suggest everyone, the Cannabis Bible, uh, the first edition. It's a great book. I think I have that the on uh, a digital version. By, uh, by Clark. It's phenomenal. Read uh, that. It has a great history on, on just about cannabis coming to the California, United right States, on. and going over to Europe, and all the inbreeding, and it's uh, got a great... Got a great thing. Let me show you this quick little spot here. I love sure. this little timeline here they have that shows some of the original seed banks. Mm. Oh, wow. And all their offerings they first brought them starting in like 79. How funny. And I mean, it's a lot of this stuff. You look at it, it's, and then you look at what they do over, over in Europe. There's like a couple dozen bread strains from land race. Everything they've made over there since then, almost everything has been all reworked from those same genetics in some yeah. form or fashion, other way. They act like all of a sudden somebody's got some plan, some brand new they got. Like, please, it comes from something. Well, in the, the 60s, the, it, growing it, it, wild somewhere for the most part, or and, being cultivated by family farms in local locations. The idea that somebody's got some kind of new thing is, is kind of bogus. It's. <laughs> I mean, not only that, I mean, but just, in those specific cases with the, the different, different ways. with the Dutch uh, breeders, the, the the accusation, I guess we'll say, is that many people assume. I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll say that these are assumptions because nobody knows for sure, really. But the rumors and the assumptions are that the Dutch banks basically lost, for the most part, lost a lot of their stock due to raids and everything else, which happens. Basically, all of us growers at some point lose our stock. Uh, but instead oh, of yeah. basically assiduously trying to get back the same stock, they were like, "Nah, fuck it. We'll we'll get something almost as good." or pop the seeds or something else and now they're just recursively breeding the same stuff to the same stuff again is that a fair accusation more or less of, of that breeding or I, I think it's a fair accusation worldwide right, right now huh. if you look at what's re-happening right now with all the home growers making homegrown feminized seeds out of feminized stock huh. I mean that's like the ultimate inbreeding you're, not, you're just going to one plant and then breeding back within that one plant and find different phenos it's super popular everybody we're losing a little bit of uh, uh, it's I guess the rain so everybody please be patient because I don't think there's anything uh, we can do about it with North Star because he's he's I guess you know the storms are coming and stuff so there's probably interference in the clouds Uh, what was I I going to say uh, that might work uh, I lost my I, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to ask him too? We were talking about the recursive breeding and the oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, let's see if this sounds any better. Bear with me as I move. Oh, that does sound better. First of all, closer to the microphone. Here. So you know what? If you could speak closer to the microphone, because I think we're picking up a lot of echo from the room too. Let's see if that helps. Okay. Except that we don't have your video, or at least I don't. Do you? Do you? No. Frozen here. Frickin' technology, bro. There you go. Comcast. I blame I know, it on Comcast. Right? Fucking Comcast. Which <laughs> <laughs> I had. Somehow it's worse. Got no now. internet. 
Okay. No, so, yeah, seriously, somehow it's worse now. We, we, we move closer to the freaking stars, and somehow it's worse. Oh, FEMS, that's what we were talking about. Everybody's asking about FEMS. That's what I was going to say. Uh, gosh, you, everyone, your uncle pretty much wants FEMS. They're like, FEMS, 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 constantly. It's the first question, basically. Uh, you're not a big fan. I know Sub was not a big yes. fan. Uh, oh, shit, we fucking lost him. Hopefully, he'll come back. Oh, no. Ruh -roh. Fucking Comcast. Well, we might as well say hey, uh, hello to Captain. What's going on, buddy? Hey, not a whole lot. And I'm not a big fan of FEMS either. Because you all know my stance behind that, because you removed part of the genetic line of it. Hmm. What up, Miranda? Miranda, back. family. Welcome back, North Star. So. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but. Freaking internet. On this channel, we just always say fuck com <laughs> fucking Comcast or fuck Comcast because pretty much they screwed me for years. Uh, <laughs> did you hear any of our questions? We were asking about, uh, Captain and I were just talking about FEMS. You were talking about how you're not a big fan of FEMS. I think we asked you this on the, the last time you were on here, but I don't know. Tell us again because, uh, gosh, they, they are constantly popular. People are always asking me to do FEMS uh, on the market. Apparently, they're one of the most popular things. But a lot of breeders, I think, oh, fucking... Ball sack. All right, we'll have to ask another question or something. Maybe maybe the internet is anti-fem or something. Cheers, uh, uh, Miranda Family Farms. Got me a dark wood from Northstar and Flower. Nice, yeah. uh, Miranda. Uh, uh, that's going to be good. I've never once been disappointed by anything from Northstar. Um, all right, hopefully he's back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Carter. Anderson is saying, what is a male anyway? Uh, by the way, Zesty, I do have your question. I'm just going to have to ask in a second. Northstar? Go ahead. Yeah. Man, we have a really rough connection now. Maybe move back to where you were. <laughs> move back to where you were sitting. <laughs> okay. Sounds like you're on the moon. Seriously. Broadcasting from the moon right now. <laughs> I I just don't like them because the fuck is I like to I like to play with plants and I want to play with a whole plant. I don't want to play with a plant that's missing something. Because it depends on that your part that doesn't pick up. Maybe the reason why I like that plant. And if you remove that male chromosome, it may be attached to it. So it may take away Gene linked what I traits. really want. There are definitely some uh, male chromosome linked traits for sure. Uh, I guess cannabis, well, at least I don't have the pay grade, I suppose, to know which gene linked traits basically are linked to male chromosomes. And I would assume it's different ones in different cannabis plants, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's always the same traits. Uh, by the way, welcome back, North Star. We can at least see you this time. Uh, Operation Annihilation is pointing out, so there are these different and competing reasons for FEMS, right? And so all of us who slightly disrespect them also have to remember, Operation Annihilation says, FEMS help when you have limited space. So if you only have a four count and three square feet or something, you know, you know what I mean? Like a closet grow pretty much. You can't really afford to grow males, right? So that's something that we always forget in states that are a little bit more permissive or if you have a medical card or whatever else, yeah. it's a lot more uh, permissive to grow. Or in California, for many years, it was a lot more permissive to grow. Why would you grow a femme in California under the medical system, right? But let's say, for example, some of the states where they literally only allow four plants 
period, no matter how small they are, well, you know, Fen mm-hmm. makes sense, right? I mean, that's logical, right? Would you say? Yeah, I mean, if you're really uh, concerned about following the laws of the letter like mm. that, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's not like I'm, I'm I'm advertising to put in my front yard growing 15 plants, but if I, you know, if I'm growing for myself, I really I need I need four, four plants that are matured and these mm. like a five even five gallon pot is probably plenty to smoke until the next harvest comes in. So, shit, I mean, if I got to start eight ten seeds and pick four of the best, I mean. I don't think anyone's going to know I started each of the 10 as long as I'm only finishing four. You know, it's a tough one. The, the thing that I always try to remind people is that you have to remember there's a lot of people who grow in urban environments, you know, in cities and stuff, apartments and so on. And then you got to remember, sometimes people go through a divorce or they go through weird situations with their neighbors or their family or whatever, that people that have access or might know about their grow will use it against them. And so in those circumstances, you really have to keep your fucking nose clean. There's been some people who used to be regulars on this show who kind of can't keep their face. I've talked to them about it, kind of or kind of can't show their face really because their ex-wives and stuff have used that shit against them basically in custody hearings and everything else or rather tried to thankfully i don't think they used my show against them but uh, uh really they use the fact that they grow against them which is super fucked up right i've had growing used against me which is super fucked up uh so we have to remember you know what i mean like even if you don't necessarily give a shit if the yeah, cops you come by you have sure. to be sm- yeah there's a lot of people who will fuck you over for just for just just to fuck you over you know what i mean so fuck yeah it's, it's I, I, when life. i lived in new jersey literally nobody knew I grew mm. except my wife mm. nobody at all my best friends would come smoke smoke the butt they thought I got this shit shipped from California from somebody huh. I met on a cruise huh. they're like they damn no it holy shit, shit where'd you myself. get this wow you got a great connect <laughs> I'm like oh I got a, got a great connection from the, our honeymoon so I just I, I get ounce of shit I need something I can, I can hook you up with something if you need something I can get something for you yeah, well, cheers cheers <laughs> the Good first the first four years I was growing I was volunteering and working at the normal chapter, which was a retail. We had a retail store. So, you know, people come in. No, I don't grow. Come on. I work here. How stupid <laughs> would that be? What? Growing like grass? I don't know. What? what growing? Like growing my, my waistline? I grew my waistline every Thanksgiving. What are you talking about? I don't know. Uh, let's see, uh, Zestier had a great question we might as well ask before it gets too long in the show. Uh, Zestier says, uh, any new works on, uh, uh, okay, the, the comment here, I think I have to re, maybe I, I formatted it badly. Any new works worth reviewing and perhaps work that has a lot to go through yet? This is, this is rough, Zesty. Hold on. Uh, any new work that you'd like to talk about and perhaps work that you have yet to go through, uh, because time hasn't allowed it. I think that's what Zesty is trying to ask. In other words, uh, any things that you are uh, uh, proud of now and stuff that you would have yet to have time for? Loads. I, for, for years, was basically what I call expanding my genome, what I had available to me. And uh, I'm pretty much at a phase now where I've, I'm, I'm done with that. For instance, my Chilumbian line, the UK cheese, Santa Marta, it's basically a silver haze. I'm going to be working within that same line, narrowing down to different phenos. It's just a variety of things that are a nice sativa variety that I enjoy. There might be five or six crosses out from now. The Chilumbian itself, I'm going to try to get the most of what I, I still hate. 
that's going to several generations out until that's going to be like an IBL hmm. quality type strain. Um, the OG line I'm working with, um, I got loads of doing that. I feel it's there's 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 gassier OGs and there's the earthier you know I want to say like Irish Spring Dungeon OG kind of flavored thing. So exploring both of those realms, taking both of them to a consistent, powerful you know memorable strains something i want to work on uh i have lots of different crosses within the og line i have my the alcatraz crosses i've made lots of them matter of fact i have i have a i have about 30 different plants to shuck seeds out of right now hmm. from something i harvest in december it's just i haven't had a chance to get to it within all those there's got to be like just within the alcatraz line itself there's there's over a dozen crosses that i have yet even seeds of with it's it's the idea that you, we start too many things at once. It's hard to really find the space to focus properly on any right. one quality you're looking for. For for like for instance, the sativa stuff with the with the um the Columbia line. I'm looking to have you know bulk up yields, bulk up potency, make everything better. Just continually make things better in my mind, as far as what, I, what I'm considering, you know, a good yield, a wonderful, memorable flavor, thought-provoking high. Hmm. So that takes takes space. I, need, I can't just plant five, ten seeds. Of I really need to start with larger numbers to to really find the unique phenotypes, the, the unique um, unique genetic cross. Dang it. Damn. Wow, that sucks. Oh, there we go. We it, lost you just at unique. Yeah, we just lost you at unique phenotypes. Yeah, so it's um, for, so I want to have ones that are basically I'm leaning stuff that has a a buzz that's either more psychedelic or more motivating. I want to try to be able to focus in on different aspects within a certain seed line, so I can have my own my own stuff so it's not considered like um you're not saying oh it's like silver haze or it's like this it's like that's my own thing but i've mm. kind of done enough breeding with it. it's it's unique to my own my own line my own flavors mm. so as far as work to be done there's lots of work to be done i can't imagine ever stop that's the most fun part is just trying to tweak something a little bit um work that i'm really happy with uh, a lot of the purple stuff i have i mean a lot of, a lot of that thing is the gooey breeder. I mean, he's been he's been breeding breeding with the purple lines for decades, and some of the and the old classic stuff. So, utilizing his work and mixing it in with stuff, it just it adds instant color and the sweetness. He, he brings his his strains, working them in with the, with my purple lines that I'm using. Um, they're just wonderful, consistent colors, great flavors. Uh, as far as my my main goals, I like making things for people to home breed with. So. You can take something there and add it to your own mix, and you're guaranteed that you know that will color throughout your line. Hmm. So that's an underappreciated goal. I think a, a lot yes, of people don't yeah. bring that up. Oh, every time we talk, we ended up talking over him. Dang it! Breaking up a little bit there. Oh, there we go. Uh, gosh, I already forget what I was going to say. Oh, that it, it basically that's an underappreciated thing for breeding that you are providing something for uh, home growers and home breeders to work with in the future. Something that's wor worth working with, right? You you rarely hear about that, yes. honestly. 
that's really what I want to see. I want to be able to provide people with genetics they can take and they might have something they've had either in their family or something they, who knows where they've got it from. They've been grown. They really mm. like too. They can, now they can use this and breed with it and, and breed stuff together and create their own stuff. If everyone's just trying to recreate what they see on their Instagram page all the time, mm. we're all going to be smoking the same damn thing. You got to block out all the, all the bullshit of what, what's supposed to be good. What all the hype is hype's just trying to sell you down the store to buy something. Mm. When you smoke something, you really love it. That's the real seriously. hype. <laughs> Ironically, that should be on a t-shirt is my first thought about that. That's kind of funny. Like, go down to the store and buy something. No, but seriously, like, uh, I was going to ask you about, oh, I think it's on my phone. I was going to ask you about the difference between hype and quality because I feel like quality sometimes has hype, right? So it's not, hype is not always pointless, but I feel like you follow your own path. And like, every time I think about any of your strains, like a lot of my genetics come from you and none of those have really been hypey, which is not a criticism because I don't think you chase the hype and anybody that knows your gear knows, fuck, you can depend on that. You can take it to the bank. And yet you're not out there singing and dancing or I don't know, hiring strippers or something to hype your genetics. You just kind of follow the quality path. Uh, How do you feel about this sort of all the hype and then again that's a very big question i realize but what, what do you think the, the hype itself is just all just marketing it's just mm. that's how people are making money they realize they have a captive audience on their phone and they're just like sheep buying what they're being told to buy what's this is good that's good because it looks good i mean i feel like most people are growing stuff just so they can take it to a professional photographer take mm. pictures of it to put it on a on a pack of something so it looks like you know we're putting so it looks fancier in the jar and everything else. Just it's 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 so hyped up. The the real the real hype, like I said, is when you grow something yourself or where, whether you just smoke something. You're like, oh my god, that is so fucking good. I gotta have it. Where is it? What is it? It's not that you saw it somewhere. It's that you've actually experienced it. When you when you when you actually try something, you I've got that's the best I've ever had. I have to have it or I have to grow that. That that's. It's, it's obviously and quality makes real hype and it usually spreads by word of mouth. So, and yes, of course, I'm sure there's people that are going to take the same hype and pump it up on, on Instagram and everything. But let's just say this, this hype bud that you like is kind of airy and leafy. Actually, I'm, things are changing a little bit. I've seen, I've seen a lot more pictures of like real leafy, airy sativa bud that I used to never, never see like a couple years ago. The people are now putting up there a little more, as it is unique, but if it looks, you know, like some basic, like some Colombian or something, and maybe it maybe gave you the best buzz ever and you thought you were flying on the moon or something, but you take a picture of it and people are like, oh, it looks like some fucking swag. Well, then no one wants to repost it or talk about it because it's just what they're saying. They're not actually experienced enough. They went to smoke that bud too. They might be like, holy shit, I got to take a picture of this stuff too and put it up there. But with, with, with the social media lacking the real connections people aren't actually sitting together like we're actually at a, at, a, at a conference room together all sitting together smoking and passing stuff around we're all on you know digital media so we're all kind of segregated from each other so the hype is all being spread through the to the phones what we're seeing so it's more picture based not actually experience based as a taste and smell 
And it's interesting that you point that out because sort of in society, uh, uh, there's been a lot of certain, certainly cultural criticism and so on. But even just in the in the sort of day-to-day conversations, people talk about how dangerous social media has become and how it poisons day-to-day interactions, whereby, for example, uh, 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 it's a highlight reel. It's not real life. It's presented yeah. as real life, but it's a highlight reel and a carefully curated highlight reel in many cases, whereby uh, uh, celebrities, for example, have entire teams that are multi-million dollar or multi a hundred thousand dollar teams that go around following them filming them with cinema rigs and lights and everything else and presenting it like real life but then people basically feel uh uh, what do they say uh 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 uh, oh i can't think of the freaking maxim but you're not supposed to compare yourself to other people basically anyway people end up comparing themselves to these celebrities who have these incredibly curated instagrams basically and feeling bad about themselves but i was thinking to myself huh you never really think about that in terms of cannabis you know like i'm happily a cannabis photographer and I, I don't make any bones about the fact that my whole Instagram is basically cannabis pictures mostly of my own cannabis but I was thinking to myself how interesting there's so many different people online that are you know I'm curing it curating it in my own way I'm certainly that's taking, all I know about cannabis is what they're seeing well that's it you know I'm taking <laughs> pictures of my cannabis in a photo booth with lights and everything else that's not real life right I'm curating the shit out of that but I'm not trying to lie I'm just trying to make my cannabis look better but who's to say there aren't other people basically flat out lying about their cannabis or presenting something about the cannabis that is inflated in some way that is not real life, right? So maybe some of these beautiful buds they show on Instagram and get 400,000 likes for, maybe it just tastes like paper. You know what I mean? Maybe it doesn't, maybe it has a high that wouldn't get a fly high, right? How so, much of it's AI generated now? 100% at this point, AI freaking yeah. bud shots. Yeah, that's it. Oh, we don't appreciate that enough. The, the, the crazy <laughs> amount of bullshit inflation right (laughs) for sure seriously uh what was i going to say i was going to ask you a few different things i guess the show is kind of running low so i should probably pick my uh uh you know what this is probably a good one let's ask you about favorite show stories you've you've been you talked about cannabis shows you were at a lot of different shows with your on your own you had Uh, your own booth many times you had tga booths uh, Uh, what were your favorite show stories that you could share I have to think about that. I mean, in general, it was just the camaraderie with with the crew. Everyone you know, is having a good time. Just all the stories you hear from people coming through. Hmm. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything actually too entertaining because I was right so busy working <laughs> behind the booth all the time. I was never no really out walking around the show. <laughs> no worries. Uh, what do you think about, let's say, for example, uh, uh, you know what? I was going to ask you this. So this is maybe a little bit of a complex... You know what? Let's wait on this because it is a little bit complicated question. Uh, let's ask you about connoisseurs. Where, where do you see the the development of cannabis connoisseurship happening? You know, we've talked about a lot, a lot about flavors and the different highs and everything. And one of the things that I've kind of... I don't know, complained with with maybe with some of my friends is that I think a lot of the cannabis market is still stuck on a very immature level where they really just talk about THC percentage and that's it, not how high you get or how high versus how stoned you get. They don't talk about flavors or experiences or anything else. How do you see the connoisseurship taking place basically or taking shape rather? Well, I think we need to have groupings of people getting together to smoke, cooking food while you're smoking. And there's the conversation. I think when you get to the point where the conversation's getting crazy, people were getting some philosophical, you know, getting really out there. I mean, you can tell how high everyone's getting food. Everything just tastes so good. 
that, that's the peak of it right there. You got, mm. you know, everyone's, oh, this is great, bud. You're talking. You got, you know, just crazy stories start being told. Um, I think that's if if, if the bud makes if, if if the bud enhances all that, makes everything that much better. That's just, I mean, that's how you everything's elevated. Then it's just the elevated elevation of your life through the cannabis. I mean, that's a good way to look at it, that, that cannabis basically is a communal thing, right? Like, I think too many of us, especially yeah. because it was illegal and everything else for a long time, we smoke it, you know, by ourselves. Most of the time I smoke it by myself, but it really is a very communal thing, right? And, this, you know, I guess uh, alcohol is a tough one to encourage. A lot of people have a, a troubling relationship with alcohol, but sort of one of the best times to drink alcohol when you when you can is with people, right? With, with friends. It's one of going out to dinner or at a party or whatever else, right? So it makes sense that basically uh, cannabis cannabis would be more communal than it is right i also uh i also think i mean you know a really good bud and you can really appreciate it, it really makes you want to just sit and listen to some music maybe close your eyes and just mm. just mentally visualize music as it's playing things like that just it's almost um it's a it gives you a total break from normal life for a mm. bit it's like a mental vacation your mind can just be totally and totally involved whether it be with friends and family having a good time or into a an album playing through or a drawing that you're doing you just everything else melts away and you're in you're in the world of the cannabis is blocked all the all the noise out and that's a successful uh i think that's one of my i think that's one of my absolute favorite things about cannabis is that that it's so different from beer or wine or or chocolate or anything else that people like to enjoy you know i don't know caviar or something because it also it alters your mental state in uh varied and interesting ways and it basically alters them in different ways for different people too so for example super silver haze or og it'll hit two different people in two different ways recently a friend of mine who has adhd has been smoking a lot of the well for example i don't know uh, uh somewhat somewhat heavy hitting strains you would think and getting the opposite effect that many people expect am i roboting d you guys all froze for a second. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, basically, people have these unexpected effects. I don't have to go into all the details about my life. But uh, 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 what am I trying to say? Uh, people don't appreciate that enough, right? With wine, you pretty much just get drunk, right? Like, you can taste yeah. tannins and whatever the fuck. You can taste all kinds of things. Vanilla and beaver pelt or whatever shit. But you're not going to basically feel uplifted or sedative or contemplative or philosophical, right? But weed gives you all those things. Isn't that an amazing thing? Mm-hmm. For sure, and I mean, depending on how much you smoke, shit, time of day you smoke, I mean, mm. it, it changes a little. So it's yeah. it's it's always a unique experience. Are you one of those folks? I think I asked you this last time, but I'm curious. Uh, I, I, this is actually something that I'm curious how how it changes over time. Are you somebody that smokes different weed throughout the day? For example, do you I think you breed a lot of different kinds of weed, so you probably have a lot of different flower. You have sativas and indicas and everything in between. Do you smoke yeah, different stuff throughout the day? Usually I do, yeah. Huh. Um, I, I usually smoke some kind of sativa dominant stuff, and I smoke lightly, just one or two puffs through the day every few hours. It just lightens the mood, and I have coffee. helps balance that little bit of extra anxiety from the coffee to smooth things out. Hmm. Um, and then I usually go for something a little more hybrid, a little more fun, a little, you know, really heavy hitting right before I go to start prepping and cooking dinner. 
And then after dinner, it's uh, usually a joint of something like that. Maybe a little something, maybe a little Mac one toss in there, a little let me back a little more. And then uh, after I have some munchies, it's just nothing but hash. Hmm. And usually by that time at night, it doesn't matter what kind of hash it is, it's going to put me down, whatever <laughs> it is. Usually I need to grab some kind of cured hash that's been sitting around right for on. a year, so it's pretty pretty sleepy <laughs> that's funny uh speaking of mac one well, yeah uh, I definitely go ahead i was gonna go say ahead. speaking of mac one uh i'll let you take your bungalow hopefully my question is long enough uh i'm curious what you think about the so-called triploids and uh, uh what's the word for it um diploids and triploids and everything and what uh, tetraploids i guess is the other one uh right now the 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 stacked chromosomes basically that add uh you know heft and everything else but potentially even make the flowers uh sterile certainly industry is a really a big fan of that kind of stuff is that something that's going to be on your radar for breeding or is that really not um i i, I don't breed towards that or for that at all i do have actually this this round i just harvested as testers i have now i have like Two different vortex that are triploid that three mm. solid bud sites all the way up look really good, mm. and a sweet tea like that as well. But um, it still comes down to I mean the effects and the flavor. If it so happens that it is triploid, then I'd go ahead and use it. But I, I don't. It's not the kind of thing I would waste my time breeding because I'm not mm. trying to breed for commercial production or anything. Um, but if that said strain is you know extra strong or tastes good, I if anything so if it happened to be the triploid chromosome that's doing that then i, I would inadvertently <laughs> go that that, that route but. <laughs> right on by the way i see people tagging me in the chat <laughs> random things i think they're just saying hello so hello martial artist and a few other folks if you guys have any questions i think the show is somewhat wrapping up here uh but in the meantime uh, uh not because we are, are tired of him but i think he probably has stuff to do we'll see how it goes but in the meantime ladies and gentlemen either way uh tag me in the chat if you have questions for uh north star what was i going to ask you i was actually going to ask you this uh so um a little bit more contemplative kind of question. I don't know uh, uh, what your thoughts are on it. Do you, the, the short version of it is, here comes hardcore, the short version of it is, um, do you think that the source of genetics matter? And I guess the long version of it is this. So, for example, uh, a lot of folks uh, in the chat have grown my Morgana. This, this sour Morgana is one of mine. And the Morgana came from Cuvée that I probably got from you. I might have gotten it from Badger. I don't remember who bred it. Uh, but it, regardless, uh, people kept saying, uh, 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 sorry, what did you say? What's up? Uh, that was either Badger or Sub. Oh, right on. Uh, so uh, uh, I think it might have been Badger. Pardon me for hitting the microphone. Uh, they were like, "Oh, you should totally uh, hit up uh, Northstar." Well, in this case, that wouldn't have been possible. But they were like, "Oh, you should you should totally hit up Northstar and get more cuvee because uh, recently I lost my cut of cuvee." Sorry, I told this story poorly. So I had a cut of cuvee that I bred into Morgana, and now I have been you know breeding in, in different years, uh, and the, whatever. That's something that I'm sort of known for. But in the whole story of my breeding, I had gotten that from Sub as a tester, and he said, "Oh, please grow this." Da da da. It was one of the last. So in my mind, it became important that way. But then when I lost the plant, I started to think about it. I was quite sad about it and everything, but I was like, well, goodness gracious. Yeah, okay, I could get it from North Star and it's probably just as good, but it wouldn't have been from Sub. And so I'm wondering, does it matter where you get genetics? Like, do you think that way? Like, oh, I got it from, it doesn't have to be from Sub, of course, but if it was from some friend of yours or somebody, like, would that genetic matter more to you in your breeding, in your life, or has that mattered more? Um, generally I say no when it comes to, to seed or anything. Like I, it's, you know, it's, if it's good, it's good. I don't really care where it came from mm. as long as it's legit. 
Um, I definitely have an exception is I have a, 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 um, a pure Afghan that I got from a pack of from DNA pure Afghan from mm. Christ on a 2010 or something. They were giving them out. And this one happened to be a, a high CBD one. So I just had it labeled as pure Afghan high CBD. I, I grew up for about a year. Well, I had extra clones. I had thrown some of them out in the in the back. And that one started rooting out and growing in the in the uh, in my like the big pile of excess soil I had outside. Well, my youngest daughter's out there playing with roly polies, and she's like, "Look, Daddy, it's still alive. I'm saving it." I'm like, "Oh, she's, I'm naming this one Violet." I'm like, "Oh, we'll see what it is." Well, it, t- it turned out to be the pure Afghan CBD, so now it's been named Violet. Now, my son has like this green onion garlic kind of smell to it. I'm not really keen on it too much. Uh, it's not too strong, but it's an excellent grower. I mean, it's just stout, stacks bud, nothing bothers it. It's not super strong. It's like 7%, 8% CBD, like 4% THC. So it's, you know, moderate, low strength. So it's not like anything spectacular. But the fact that my youngest daughter has named it Violet, I've hung on to it for shit. Well, over 10 years, like 13 years now, <laughs> so I can't get rid of it. And I, I use it from time to time. And actually, my wife likes it for for uh, for any kind of pain, like cramps and stuff. Hmm. She can smoke it in the morning, and it's weak enough to where it'll help take care of the cramps, but not catch a buzz, so she can be functional and do what huh. she has to do. So it's, it's good for that, but interesting. I particularly don't smoke it myself at all, so I wouldn't keep it, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I kind of have to keep it now. <laughs> There's definitely, I wonder what you think about that, actually. That's a question I didn't even think to ask, how how telling. Uh, there's, I think, a very much, uh, uh, um, how do I phrase this? There is an under underappreciation of women smokers in the cannabis breeding scene, I would say. And just in cannabis in general, I would say that women smokers are not catered to at all, really. Like you mentioned, for example, cramps and so on, like a very common issue uh, with women. Mm-hmm. You would assume there would be weed that you could point to and just say, oh, that's that's the one. But I fucking certainly don't know it. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, there's not a lot of focus. There's certainly not a lot of women breeders. There's really, a, gosh, I could only think of maybe half a dozen off the top of my head. It maybe off the top of my head. Uh, uh, there's probably not more than 50 total, uh, whereas there's freaking thousands of male breeders. Uh, interesting. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I think there's probably going to be just as many female smokers as there are male smokers out there. So. so it's kind of right. a... You don't think people should be thinking about that yeah, a little 100%. bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think that if, if if we have a reclassification of cannabis, we're going to start seeing a lot of studies in colleges, possibly, for things mm-hmm. like that. Maybe we'll, that'll open up more people interested in, in grant money to fund research into that kind of thing. So I can see legitimate studies taking place to a point where we can figure out what works for what better maybe hmm. i wonder uh, do you think that i mean do i don't th- like the idea of being reclassified because it's declassified but what do you think is going to happen with that i mean obviously none of us has a, has a crystal ball but do you do you suspect it's going to be reclassified or declassified uh, uh, recently, there's. I'm thankful for at least the the Oregon senators. Uh, both of them uh, asked for de- a, a declassification completely the other day. Yes. Who knows if that's going to happen? Uh, a lot of people think it's going to be reclassified to Schedule Three and then basically sent over to freaking Walgreens. What do you think? 
Well, I think it could be, be, be classified like that. And then I think the FDA can come into your dispensaries that are growing and say, you have FDA approved products on your shelf here. Hmm. I'm going to shut you down for selling illegal stuff. Your farms might be under different kind of regulations all of a sudden. There might be some kind of crazy uh, fees and prices to pay. I don't know what, what it costs to work with the FDA, but it's probably not cheap. And it's not like they let you, um, you're not allowed to grow your own aspirin or some shit, right? So they probably won't let you grow in your own wheat if they de- uh, reclassify exactly. it. Exactly. So the home growers, oh, yeah, you're, be you're up. producing illicit, you don't have a license to produce this at your house. Seriously. I don't, about it. I don't like the idea of them reclassifying it to something like that. A declassification needs to be, or well, just declassify it. Yeah. Nothing else to say. Honestly. <laughs> Uh, it's maddening because honestly, I, I, I guess this is kind of, I don't know what would people in the chat say? I would say that alcohol is not classified. I guess it is a controlled substance cause they basically have alcohol bureaus and everything else. But I was just wondering like if it were a drug, yeah. what classification would it have? It's definitely not schedule one, schedule two, like what? It's not even schedule three either. Like you can buy it at the grocery store in many cases. Um, it, it, alcohol, weed should be no stricter than that, right? Like you should be able to buy it at Safeway if you had to. Well, I think I think the class three means it's um, addictive, but it also has potential use. Mm. I can't see alcohol being any lower down the scale than that because it's definitely addictive and maybe mm. has use for you know, had use back in the Western days for you know painkiller when mm. your fucking legs sold off or something. But other mm. than that, I mean, I don't know what the real medicinal use for it would be other than sterilization of something with strong alcohol. So. Mm. Uh, I was reminded that uh, make that more like a higher up. Apparently, in uh, Germany, every family has a bottle of Jägermeister in their uh, medicine cabinet because basically, like they take that, uh, they take like a little hit of that. Even kids will take a little hit of that as like a medicinal tonic or whatever. <laughs> it's like the party drink of the freaking you know the 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 dorm room set. Anyway, uh, what was I gonna? Oh, I was gonna ask Zesty had another good question. Out one there. Oh, you know what? Uh, here's probably a, a good quick question from Major General. He says, uh, "What is your?" Or he asks, "What is your earliest strain that you have for outdoor?" I think you said earliest, earliest Early, finish, earliest finishing strain. Let me see here. I'd probably be uh, there. It's probably on my vintners menu or hmm. a purple may my dirty little secret menu. I think I have a cross here. Which one would that be? Well, most stuff on dirty little, those are the dirty little secret stuff because it had the, the uh, dark desires pretty early and it comes in usually in September a lot of times. Um, I'm trying to find, I got a Vintner's Moonshine across the head. That's crazy, yeah. Um, That'd be a good one for Canada. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I, look, I, I have a few Vintner's Moonshine crosses on my um, on my menus. Those, they were the Zen Mom I used for them. Those, Almost all of them come in middle of September. You can get them. They come in real early. They're only about a seven to eight week flower, and it kicks off early too. It starts flowering. I mean, if I if I, if I can't, I barely veg them outside at all. They wanted this flower out. Hmm. When they're like eight, under eighteen, six, I'll start flowering a little bit. Free flowers start k- k- kicking off of them and stuff. So. There's your answer right there. CTC says medical weed should be covered by insurance. I mean, if they are going to reschedule it, at least that. Holy cow. Uh, let's exactly. see here. There was another good question. Um, wait, did I? Uh, oops. I think I, I copied it. I oh, I copied it, but it didn't uh, paste it. There it is. What's that, uh, North Star? Go ahead. 
I got I got a Vintner's Moonshine Cross here in the Jesus OG menu that might work. Pretty good. It's a 56 day flower. So, Sacramento wines. That should be good. I've never seen any samples with that one yet, but, you know, Vintner's is is solid. I use that for several of the. Several different crosses, so hmm. confident with the uh, with the outcome of the crosses from that. Good uh, segue, especially because of the names. Estier asks another good question. He says, uh, "What are your sort of uh, curing craft comments or thoughts on tasting a cultivar?" And uh, I, I guess I'll add to that, like how, yeah, how do you basically taste a new cultivar that you've either uh, uh, run through your testing program or someone hands you? Like, what what do you do basically when someone hands you or when you chop down well, something? When I have my testers, I have once I get them to a point where they're they're dry and are still I have them basically in a brown bag right now. I'll start taking a little couple of lower buds off and tasting them, and I'll put the rest of the stuff into a sealed container so it can kind of start curing up. And I'm, I'm basically just start. I haven't even tasted everything once hardly. I've, I've had like four little tastes off of these bags of buds right here. So right now I'm just taking a couple of tastes, and then these are all going to be going into a buckets. Properly, I taste them over the next two weeks. I have, I have about an eighth of each bud, and I still have the plant that I'm revegging right now. So, the process is I have a little sheet here that I write down the strain name, all the different phenol numbers, and I correlate that. I, I write down little notes, taste, how it feels, overall impression, little side notes. And I keep this, and I go back over the next over the next two to three weeks. Now, as these are curing, I'll smoke these buds all the way up. And if they evolve, I smoke them at different times of the day. I make notes of when I smoke them so I can go ahead and, you know, I'll smoke one in the evening. I'll smoke, I smoke that same strain next week in the morning, maybe. And I usually, within the first two or three samples of any bud, I'll start having to have an idea already of what I like. I'm like, I, I, that one tastes good. That one really got me good. That one cut through strong, canceled everything else out. Like, and basically honestly judge it so it's usually about only four or five good smokes is all i can get in a day to hack out of a decent perspective on what it feels like and how it tastes and that thing other than that if i go back and i smoke some certain sample more that's kind of an indication it's really good <laughs> i wanted to smoke some more just because it tastes good so <laughs> i make notes of that too <laughs> I dig it, nice and simple. I mean, nothing. And, and uh, it's a oh, matter God, of whatever, whatever I um, whatever I decide was my uh, keepers, and then I go back down down the hill, and I the whole, all my plants are marked on the stems, the same as the, the testers are, and I replant all my transplant all my keepers into bigger pots for reveg, and they just they, they flourish. Most of them are already starting to reveg now. Cause it's been about two weeks, two and a half weeks since they've been cut, so I have quite a few little ones starting to, to kick up already. But yeah, basically, I, if I find say I find five keepers in all these. I'll go down the hill, take those five keepers out, transplant them in the bigger pots, put them back in the bedroom, and take cuts off of them, and good to go. Hmm. I was going to ask you, I don't know if we have time maybe. Well, we probably do, honestly, about uh, 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 cuts that are found versus made. And so you're talking about finding outliers and everything else. And I was just thinking to myself, a lot of the different weird little uh, – uh, um, 
I don't know, a lot of the kind of hypey cuts that you basically find out, uh, out there are, well, OGs may be a good example of this. Very desirable fa- flower, but very, very finicky growing characteristics. And to me, that exemplifies something that was found as an outlier in a stock of seeds. And it was basically probably accidentally pollinated or whatever else. And they were like, holy shit, this one is amazing, despite all the other stuff. And then sometimes you find something that's super resilient, super, it's super flavorful, got a great high and everything else. And it is super big and super voluminous you know grows like crazy and is resistant and everything else and that seems to be something that was made on purpose in other words someone had an idea like okay i want to breed these flavors with these resilient properties and then the progeny is this big motherfucker right uh there's a lot of that kind of weak motherfucker stuff in 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 weed do you agree sort of with that theory that a lot of the kind of hype cuts out there were found as outliers in a population rather than made on purpose oh for sure a lot of stuff was i mean Somebody got it out of a pack of seeds and you know passed it along. Definitely, it, some of it can just be just happened upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of it could be accidental, accidental breeding, so 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 to say, or somebody you know gets gets a, a bud from a shop that's bud is something, and they're like, oh my god, I've got a seed in it, and they grow the seed, and it's oh, it's pretty damn good. Next thing you know, it's some something new all of a sudden, or it's uh. You know, they're they not they even sure what the parentage is. <laughs> well, that brings about the question, because if you knew the parentage, you could do it again. But I think a lot of times, you know, people talk about these hype strains, these hype cuts that are kind of weak and stuff, yeah. Skittles and so on. Uh, but basically, they're they, they have wonderful. Yeah, and they're only cuts. They're, they're wonderful uh, flower. <laughs> but you'd assume that you could just make it again, right? Like if you knew the parentage. But I guess that would rely on a certain level of uh, expertise, maybe, that you could replicate the process again. And I suppose that the, the people are not capable of that, I guess. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, possibly the parents were lost, but I, I think most of the time I think it was, it was just from found seed somewhere that wasn't actually produced seed. They weren't, you know, making batches of seed. Now I'm sure there are the outliers that you know somebody started a thousand seeds and one of them was just really unique, different out of them all. I'm sure that happens. I mean, it could also be sloppy breeding and there's some pollen somewhere else that got into the same plant so it has mm. you know pollen from the person's sleeve from a different room got on that plant and it's accidental that one outlying seed might be actually a different cross depending on uh and then again, well, you do have to remember sometimes there is one in a million stuff. Oh, I'm talking over you, sorry. Uh, I was going to say that there are sometimes oh, just sure. one in a million crosses. Like so you, every once in a while you get a Mozart, right? Like, you know, there's there's human beings all over the place, but sometimes Mozart pops out, right? I don't know. But then, of course, the question is how many Mozarts were, you know, never <laughs> given a chance to play a piano or something, right? Anyway, weird question. Uh, I don't know. How should we wrap this, this uh, show up? Let's see here. What should I even ask you? Uh... Where do you see the future? Where do you see... Well, you know what? I was going to ask you this, actually, uh, uh, before we bounce. Uh, I think since we talked to you, we had uh, Jorge Cervantes on, you know, right? Le- the legendary Jorge Cervantes. It was fun to talk to him. And uh, one interesting thing that he talked about, because I guess he, he has a lot of friends all over the world. He lives in Europe. Uh, he was talking about all these Swiss uh, concerns, basically, working on uh, genetic... CRISPR breeding for cannabis, AI breeding for cannabis, any number of technological 
methods for breeding cannabis. And there's apparently a number of these, maybe a, a few dozen of these companies, and they're all, I don't know, heavily funded by investors. And their whole purpose is basically a proof of concept. And they're basically going to just go and sell that for probably billions of dollars to some gigantic agribusiness and then bounce and go do something else. Uh, it sounded incredibly cynical and very soulless, but it sounded also very plausible. <laughs> probably there are a lot of deeply cynical people who just throw money at the problem and don't give a single shit about cannabis. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that those kind of concerns are a, those kind of companies are a concern for us? Or do you feel that, that we're not even in the same uh, wheelhouse? Or alternately, what would you do if basically some Swiss agribusiness basically took away cannabis breeding? Uh, would that interfere with you? Would you, would you give up cannabis or something? Well, I don't see any, anybody taking away any any small business like that taking a big company. It's 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 almost like saying that like take it to alcohol. You, all your all your choices are is Molson, Coors, Budweiser. That's all you get to choose from. Mm -hmm. People will be like, "Fuck you! I'm making my own beer. I mm -hmm. ain't gonna deal with it." I mean, <laughs> I like that. So micro brews out everywhere. I mean, my guy, I go down in the store here, and it's like. Every weekend, different companies popping out with all kinds of different stuff. So, mm. you know, the big company might have what sells the most to the most people and the biggest crowd, but they're le they're the least passionate crowd about the product. Mm. So, I think with cannabis, you have a, a crowd that's passionate about what they're smoking. They're not going to want to smoke corporate stuff. And then at the same time, you have people that are driven just by the hype, and the hype's driven by the corporate. So they'll fall for the fall for that shit and all day long smoke it hmm. it's just different flavors for different crowds and i think there's a strong enough cannabis culture that's been ingrained in the country for long before any corporate comes in here to try to change it that you're going to have a desire for the for the individual small company made product human made with a passion not not just a you know computer computer algorithm producing seed stock I hope you're right. I don't know if this is a good comparison. I certainly don't want to uh, piss off any any bike riders, but I know that basically in in biking, there's a weird, uh, I'll call it weird from the outside subculture of Harley riders versus basically everybody else. And Harley is basically a big corporation. Uh, I think their ownership is even what overseas now. I don't think they're even uh, local. I, I won't swear to this right now, but they're definitely not a small business by any means. Whereas there are a lot of small business bike shops around the country, custom bike shops and everything else, or even smaller bike manufacturers. But from what I understand, again, I'm not a biker, but a, a few friends of mine have told me about the kind of weird civil war somehow between basically the Harley riders and everybody else. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, is that going to take place in cannabis? I mean, I guess there are the other people that drive the other bikes. I guess they drive the Japanese bikes and everything else, uh, or the small custom bikes and so on. But, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't want like one of these big corporations to come in here and basically take over the cannabis culture. And so I'm wondering, like, do you think that that's just not really a viable thing in cannabis? Or I don't know. I guess you actually did say that that is somewhat viable, that the biggest player probably yeah, will I, I sell to the happening. most people and it'll be a corporate player and so on and so forth. Go ahead. I, I think it's happening with everything mm. all over the world. Everything we, we touch is, is happening too. Mm. What do they call it? Enshittification. Have you heard that expression? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's much. being enshittified, 100%. Uh, D-Zombie's saying... I mean, this is my feeling. I, I, you, can, you can go with it and move into like you know a suburb and have everything sent to your house by a 
buy a, buy a fucking delivery service mm. and sit on your phone and buy what you want, go to your computer, make your money back and forth. Mm. Or I'm thinking like, shit, I want to move out to the countryside, have my own gas well, have a fucking solar, <laughs> solar panels and make my own shit, make my own furniture, start forging my own silverware. Mm. I mean, just <laughs> do everything from scratch and just say, screw it. I'm going to live it, live it the good life this way and not have to deal with all the, all the noise. I have to compete with this person. I have to buy so much stuff. I mean, it's so strictly driven on what's next thing you have to purchase is in your life so you feel competent about yourself. It's hmm. just, it's, it's just, everything's turning into a rat race and cannabis is turning the same way. If you don't have the $80 eighth of stuff in this fancy jar, you're not as cool as the other person. I mean, hmm. I mean that's ridiculous. But I imagine a lot of, in a lot of people that are in that lifestyle where it's strictly just 100 percent money money driven by this and, and make more money it, it's probably that's the world that's going to continue that way i don't see it changing hmm. it's being it's being gratified and amplified by social media all the time yeah it's very it's just, that's the way too, to live it? it's the most way yeah well i guess if we're going to appease the corporate gods what do you think about cannabis tourism is that going to start taking off more and more people certainly keep trying to to make it a thing I don't know. I guess it could. I mean, I think it needs to have more federal laws change. So it's mm. easier for people to travel and people feel more okay with that, I guess. Because certainly I think you would really enjoy, know. like, you know, the the idea of going to a, like a winery tour. Obviously, you'd probably have to have somebody drive you because you get real, real, real stoned real quick. Uh, but basically, just like I guess you get real drunk if you go to a winery tour, uh, they basically go and they'll try the, the this year's production. Or I don't know, whatever whatever they're sampling. Maybe it's from five well, years ago or something. Wouldn't that be amazing? This? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean... That'd be awesome, but I mean, it was it's like kind of you kind of back in the day when I, our, our our honeymoon, our first our first place we went we went to a vac- two villa vacation. Anyway, skip all that. We to the, the main part of our honeymoon went to Jamaica, so I go down there and I had a little bit of bud with me. I brought with me so I could smoke some, make sure I had some. I wanted to go negotiate with people. The guys are pumping their paddle boards. Yo, ma, what you got? What you got? Check this out. Check this out. So I got some bud, you know. Come back tomorrow. I want. I want to see the sticky green. I want to see this. See what you can bring me. So the next day they're all like, "Hey, Joel, Joel, hey, come here, come here, come here, check this out." So I, got, I had like four different guys competing, trying to sell me bugs. That's what they make their money. They're trying to sell you little trinkets, but they really want to sell you bags of bud. So I'm like, "Let me see what you got." So I had all all these bringing different stuff. So I get to sample all kinds of cool different Jamaican bud. That was fucking cool. And I smuggled some home in my shampoo bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Did it smell like shampoo when you came back? No. I had uh, basically I took all the bud and wrapped it up in plastic bags oh, right and then wrapped them in tape and then stuck them into the shampoo. That's the way to do it. Right on. I had to go uh, unwrap actually, everything. Actually, the plastic bags could have gave you away. <laughs> if you just take the bud itself, and put it together it's an organic material it doesn't show up on the x-ray machines ah allegedly but the little plastic baggies will hmm. well this is back uh quite a while ago so 
They were checking. There was a stuff, I guess. there there was a story about some poor uh, uh, smuggler in Hong Kong that basically got busted with a bunch of cocaine up his butt, and there were a bunch of comments. I saw it on Reddit, and they were talking about this is good good warning that if oh, you basically no. use cocaine in Hong Kong, it came from some guy's butt. <laughs> So make of that as you will, right? Uh, let's see here. Uh, we should probably start to, to wind down the show. Uh, one of my last questions, maybe I'll hand it off to uh, D or Captain, or perhaps this is a, a last call for anyone in the chat. If you guys have a question for Northstar, please tag me right now. Uh, Northstar, I was thinking to myself, uh, uh, Northstar Genetics and Genetic Supply, what is the most underappreciated element of... Uh, Whatever, whatever you'd like, cannabis or cannabis growing or, or breeding. What is what are the most underappreciated elements of those things? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I, I guess some of it would be would be the, the breeding that put it goes into like we'll just you know see pack of seeds. Sometimes they don't realize that that those seeds might represent 15, 20 years of different work that's been put into it over the course hmm. of time. Or for that matter, uh, like a, a, a good clone stock, like like my buddy's uh, my gilly, his 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 Northern Cali gilly. People, are, somebody like, oh, you want you want like four hundred bucks for that? You're nuts. He's like, dude, where else are you gonna find a forty year old plant? Hmm. It's it's this famous still. He's like, where are you gonna find it? He's like, I I bred this forty years ago. It's been used to breed all kinds of stuff with. And hmm. <laughs> here it is still. You can have the mom plant. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. If, if it I, I were to be, if it takes to keep a plant alive that long, it takes a lot. I was just gonna say, if it were to be priced like a bottle of scotch, it would have to just go up and up and up by every single year. You know, a forty-year-old bottle of scotch is untouchable. You, it's in the thousands. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, for like the uh, the Jack the Ripper that I have right now. I got those seeds in Amsterdam from Sub when I first met him at the wow. 2006 Cup. Wow. That, that, that's that almost plant 20 years ago. in New Jersey, shipped to California, and I'm still growing the same JTR. That's I, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of sentimental. I kind yeah. of keep the same keep the same plant going. Yeah. That is amazing. Does it feel like having a part of history? Because a lot of those plants, I think, are part of cannabis history. Yeah. I, I guess so, a little bit, yeah. It's it's definitely smoking them. This knowing where they came from, hmm. kind of uh, recall the history of the genetics and the plants and the stories behind them. Hmm. That's awesome, Captain D. Do you guys have any questions? No, I actually. Why, Captain? I'm. Uh... I just joined to see if there was a question that would pop up. I'm just enjoying the show, hanging out after Valentine's Day here in Thailand. And, you know, had an enjoyable evening and chilling with you guys to unwind the rest of the way before possibly heading off to bed or getting up and going to work. (laughs) Right on. Well, there you go. That's easy times. All right. Well, uh, happy Valentine's Day. Seriously, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. What What's your best strain for uh, Valentine's Day, Northstar? If someone were to plant it today, well, probably plant it sometime in the year and harvest it next Valentine's Day, what would it be? I know. I wish I had that oh, bedrock I, boogie oh, to, to harvest. That oh. would be amazing. 
I don't know. I, I, I would say right now I'd have to say uh, maybe Deviant just because it's going to be such lovely violet purple, huh. just gorgeous rich colors. Yeah. What are... Yeah. Uh, I mean, real as far as putting you in the mood, I mean, that's going to be, for, depending on who, who's smoking, what, what works for them. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Uh, what are two strains that people listening uh, should uh, uh, check out from you right now? Right now? Um, or in the future? Check out the Deviant. On the future? Deviant is solid. That's awesome. Um, let's see... Lethal Injection, Zoo, Super Funk, they're all solid. The Cell, that's that's a solid one. Lots of the OG Cell, you mentioned that, that was an OG, yeah. OG cross. Super. That's a Runs Cross with Alcatraz. All right. Um, right now, I'm getting ready to the next greenhouse. I'm loading about half of it up of a one that's fairly hybridized, good mix of the two. Um, just yields pretty good. Um, I actually like, I think the number first female I like the best, it's just very OG leanings. It's just reminds me of the hell's dead on just about right on. That's cool. Well, honestly, this has been a great show. Maybe we should just cut it here. Uh, North star. It's been yeah. an absolute pleasure. Uh, uh, any final thoughts? I should give you the, the microphone. Yeah, honestly. Um, what, would you, what would you like to say? You head on to geneticsupply.com right now. I got a sale going on. Uh, use the code heart 25 for 25% off everything on the site. Oh, right on. We've got some killer clones on there. I've got uh, the Blood Moon clone. i got Darkwood clones. Uh, Phantom Zone, that one's fucking phenomenal. The uh, Apollo times Alcatraz. Mm, fucking primo. Um, what are your clones? Of... Go ahead, Kevin. Pardon me? How much are your clones running, I, may I, we ask? Uh, right now, they're all 150 and uh, 25% off of the sale. Okay. So they're whatever, 120 or something like that. And we do uh, huh? have auctions on the Discord site sometimes too. We just sold a Pennywise one to one female in there for 100 bucks. Nice. Right on. Well, cool. Thank you very much, Northstar. Very, very much appreciated. Check him out, uh, uh, Northstar Genetics on Instagram, uh, Genetic Supply, I think, both on Instagram and online. Uh, always a pleasure. Hope to have you back again at some point. Maybe we'll have you on the, the Tuesday evening show one of these days for a, a little bit longer show or something. Uh, but always a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Northstar. Great to see you. Take care. Uh, have a good one. I guess we'll just wrap it up, ladies and germs. Uh, who uh, who wants to go first, or any final thoughts, Captain, or anybody? Looks like uh, in perfect form. He's gonna smoke a bowl on the way out. Go for it, Captain. <laughs> As I'm packing the roller to roll this joint. There you go. <laughs> well, we don't have to leave right so, this second. We can leave in a couple minutes. Here, I'll I'll, I'll take a dab of my own. Cool, to give me a second here to get one thing done so I could actually speak. Because right now I'm at do one thing and that's about it. <laughs> Quick talk yeah, right now. Real, oh, shit, I think really I'm early. running low on gas. Dang it, we'll see how much butane I have in this. Yeah, uh, it's early and, you know, we'll see. just kind of <clears> hoping to hang out for another hour or so. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I guess we could, you know what, I'll just probably stop recording and I can leave the show running. That's no problem. Um <clears throat> But we're not going to make North Star sit here unless he wants to. If he really wants no. to, to sit here, I'm, so I'm, 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 I'm taking half a day off here. Nice, good right to be on. the king. Hey, there you go. Well, <laughs> if, if you have, if you have the time, 
we we can extend this and all get high together and just you know we can talk about music we can talk about fishing we can talk about the football game that i missed <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 